Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome once again to Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy. With me, as always, is the man who tries to take it one day at a time, but sometimes the days just gang up on them all at once. Lovely and talented, Mr. Patrick Hey, everybody. How are you? Yeah, they do gang up. <laughs> they, they do <sighs> tend to pile up on you. How are we doing today, Pat? I'm doing very well. Doing very Good. well. I could use a lot more sleep, but that's just my life at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I understand that. I got up early, got the boy on the bus. The nurse was late, so uh, I stood outside chit-chatting with the bus drivers for a while. Uh, and they were like, no, you, don't worry. We're waiting for the nurse. You can go back in. I was like, all right. And then I couldn't go back to sleep. So it's <laughs> uh, okay. That then bites. I have to go to uh, the post office to send something out. Whee! Yeah, I'm sure. I'm yeah. Sure. Exciting. I sold a copy of short circuit on Blu-ray. It's very exciting. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. You still have that movie? Uh, not now. I sold it. Well, no. I mean, you still had past tense that movie. Well, I not bought so it recently. because I bought it because it was out of print on the purpose of reselling it. Ah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I picked it up cheap, and I was like, "All right, it's on Blu-ray for whatever you know for what I paid for it." Right. I'm like that's real cheap. And I got it home, like, "Oh, it's out of print. Well, it's going right in the for sale pile." <laughs> <laughs> I don't course. need to see it that bad. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it was a cute movie, but I wouldn't yeah. buy it. Exactly. For a dollar. For a dollar, I would. Yes. Yeah, for a dollar. That's what I'm saying. For a dollar on Blu-ray, I was like, yeah, I'll buy that. And I'm like, oh, it's out of print? Okay, fine. Forget it. I'll make I'll make $10 on it. That's fine. Gotcha. Gotcha. Fair it's enough. the little things. Like, I picked, I, up, I picked up that Michael Keaton Birdman recently. That wasn't market. awful. I picked it up in the red case with the slipcover sealed for three bucks. Nice. What okay. more do you want, right? So nothing, that's also nothing. in the for sale pile. I'm giving away my secrets here. This is terrible. Uh, I'm going to have to take a ride down to the, the flea market, see what they have. Well, not like you're not up early, but go early. You know, if you're <laughs> going all the way down to where Dan is, you might be best off hitting Columbus on Thursday morning. Uh, Thursday morning, we have something to do with a lawyer. We're redoing okay. our will. Oh, everything to me. But yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> He seems responsible. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, I don't mean this Thursday, but any particular Thursday. Any Thursday. Thursdays, are, Thursdays are very good at Columbus. Oh, okay. Apparently Sunday's pretty good too. But uh, Yeah, Sundays are usually it's a busy. Long, long ride. Yeah. It's a long ride. I, I used to get down there at six and yeah, it was I'm, already I'm, swinging. Oh, like already God, swinging. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, like I said, yeah. Collingswood. Collingswood on Friday is, is swinging by 5 a.m., man. And oh, I mean wow. swinging. That's crazy yeah. talk. All, most, most money on Friday is made by 9 o'clock. What time do they allow you to start setting up? Uh, sometime Thursday, apparently. <laughs> you have to be, <laughs> if you're not there by 4.30, you're not getting a table oh, on wow. Friday. That's yep. crazy. Yep. We let you yeah. in at 2 o'clock on Columbus. 2 a.m. Okay. Well, they I won't you be in Columbus. Yeah, I'm no, not. no, no. No, I, I mean, they let you, they let oh, you set up, I see. set up at 2, 2 in the morning, I, I think. Or is it, do they let you in at 6, but you have to be there by 2 to get a spot? I don't remember. 
It would probably be they let you set up at two. If they're going to get you a table at two, they're going to let you start to set up. I don't up remember two. if you have to get in line at two or because you have to get in line in your cars and then they right. let you into the place. Like you can't just drive up to a table. They tell you where right. to go. It's, it's a, I got you. The whole, whole thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, what isn't a whole Fakakta thing, but kind of is, is the new episode of Ultraman Z we're going for. Episode 14, Four Dimensional Capriccio. 926-2020, directed by Kiyotaka Taguchi and written by uh, Kota Fukuhara. And Pat uh, did us the fine service of looking up what exactly a capriccio is. There's two different definitions. The first We're one... We're going to take a both of them. <laughs> that's why I was going to do. The <laughs> second very, one applies to us. The first one does not. In a very offensive, a stereotypical accent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> First one's a lively piece of music, typically one that is short and free in form, okay. which doesn't apply. Second one, painting or other work of art representing a fantasy or mixture of real and imaginary features. That perfect. Applies. That's perfect. <laughs> um, so this is, like I said, 14th episode with the sudden appearance of the four-dimensional monster Bulletin. Uh, or, no, sorry, Bolton. Bolton, The storage yes. base is thrown into chaos. Time and space become warped and twisted, transforming the storage base into a dimensional prison. Meanwhile, oh, of course. Haruki is confronted with a mysterious phenomenon. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> oh, see, I was going the other way. All right, well, that's, that's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got the success of King Joe Storage Customs Battle against Grigio Ride and the other branches of... Um, GAF have been very interested in utilizing the same robotics. Uh, right. Now, King Joe is on the flagship of storage. Sevenger can finally be retired, which made me so sad. Right, because we Sevenger just like, got used to him. Right, yeah. It seemed like, <laughs> oh, you rest easy, brave warrior. And you're like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> we barely knew you. <laughs> yeah, his par- it was poor three-minute time limit. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. And he is now destined for preservation at the uh, as the at a museum to promote storage's special airborne armor units. Of course, isn't that what you do with your giant robots? Is you put it in a the museum? It's where the space shuttle's at. So I mean, okay, <laughs> it's fine. Sure. My Have you ever been is, to that? No, uh, I went to the the one that's on the aircraft carrier. Yeah, the Intrepid. That's what I was asking. Is that what it is? Yeah. Is that the Intrepid? Is that there is another the one? No. There's an, I think there's another one that's on an aircraft carrier. No. There's four. One in D.C., one here, one in California, and I'm not sure where the other one is. No, but I did. I guess I was at the Intrepid. Yeah. I didn't think it was the Intrepid. I could, it is. Hey, Sorry. Again, I drive the car. I don't remember. <laughs> You're on the west Does, side of Manhattan? Yeah, uh, that's the Intrepid. Maybe. Does the Intrepid have a... <laughs> Uh, SR-71 Blackbird on board, too? Yes, it certainly then, does. Yeah, that's where I was. I touched the space shuttle. Yes, so did I. You're not supposed right. to, but I did. But you did. <laughs> <laughs> they have fences up just in case. You still can. People yeah, there's, still do. There's a, there's a like an escalator going down by it, and if yes. you reach up, you can touch the wing. Yes, if they you, know that happens. They don't like it, but they know it's yeah. going to happen. They're like, that's yeah, fine. Just give him a wing. Just give him a wing. It's fine. Hang a wing over there a little bit. It'll be fine. Nobody's going to, as long as people can't grab onto it and hang on going, look at me. You know, exactly. Like, <laughs> as long as people all, don't try to snap the wing, we're good. It's Yeah, it's all smooth and ceramic. Nobody's grabbing onto the wing. You I can't, wouldn't give people that much effort. They can try it. 
oh, they can try it, but you're going to fall <laughs> off an escalator, and in which case, punishment rendered. Exactly. <laughs> and more punishment to come because they will arrest you and fine you and everything. That sure. I'm sure. That. Oh, man, I'm going <laughs> to sue you for putting a space shuttle where I want to touch it. Yeah, right on. Just go ahead. will throw that right out. No problem. <laughs> so storage is holding a party to celebrate Yuka's work in upgrading King Joe. And they're like, oh, what about Baka? Well, he's going to be really mad. And they're like, nah, he's got the day off today. It's going to be fine. And they're all like, yeah. <laughs> Party. Yeah. Old man's <laughs> out of the house. And then he shows up holding in one arm a tuna. Yes. One arm. That one is handed. impressive. Yeah, that's got to be a 300-pound fish, right? They can go up to about 300 pounds. you got to figure the one he had wasn't that heavy, but he was still yeah. holding it with one hand. Which is and impressive. so they're like, wow, how'd you learn to catch tuna? He's like, that's something I picked up. And yeah. then he carves it into sushi. And they're like, how'd you learn how to make sushi? He's like, that's something I picked up. So <laughs> you if, you figure... didn't, if you didn't have your suspicions about Baco at this point, you should have them at this point. Exactly. He seems to know a bit too much. Hmm. Yeah, he seems to be, he seems to have, uh, you know, a lot of that kind of like, oh, yeah, uh, granted, he could be just one of those old guys who knows how to do stuff because he's been around for a while. I but aspire it, to be that guy. <laughs> I, I do. I aspire to be that guy who, like, you know, you're you're down at the, you're down at the flea market or whatever, and somebody's like, "My God, we need somebody to tie a slip knot." You're like, "Yeah, I can do that." Or like, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, come here, hold on. <laughs> also. Uh we need to know the origin of Capriccio, you know, like, yeah, oh, sure. Sure. Well, I know, that, I know that one. <laughs> yeah. You'd be surprised the conversations that you have. Um, so, um, short distance away from the facility, Salibro's host, uh, Kaburagi arrives carrying two halves of a strange looking rock. After he puts the pieces together and he hurls it towards the facility, the rock enlarges, revealing it to have been the small, form of the dimension manipulating monster Bolton inside. Yes. The party continues, but soon everyone begins to float off the ground. Which uh, is insane. Yeah. Also, uh, Baco's not really too fussed by it. <laughs> it doesn't even look like he's surprised. He's like, all right, this is kind of normal. I'm good with yeah. this. He's like, oh, four dimensions? Yeah, I'm, I'm on it. No problem. <laughs> no weirder than me walking in with a giant tuna, I suppose. Hey, Yoko and Haruki head off to activate King Joe and Wyndham as the bass's alarm sound, but as soon as Haruki scales the stairs, uh, he finds himself right back to where he was minutes before because he was like, oh, man, it's isn't it weird when you eat something that you like and you finish it? Don't you wish you could just go right back to starting it again so you could eat and it all exactly over again? that's exactly what happened. Right, and he was like, yeah. And then Yuka keeps coming back to the same spot and... Uh, they're like, wait a second. This well, seems Yuka strange. kept going up the or same Yoko, rather. Of, yeah, Yoko. She kept going up the same exact flight of stairs. <laughs> or which, reappearing in one spot. And coming right, back. reappearing at the bottom, running up, reappearing at the bottom and running up. <coughs> Whereas with Haruki, every time he would touch the top step, right. you'd see him sitting down again. Right. And you're like, all right, this is weird. I right. guess we'll figure it out shortly. Yeah, I also like that scene where everybody's floating and uh, Yoko keeps running in front of them. Like, I'm yeah, heading off to the hangar. I'm heading off to the hangar. I'm heading off to the hangar. 
and nobody seems to have a problem with it at all. Okay. Yep. Uh, this happened several times. Haruki's getting more confused with every repeat. Outside, uh, Shinya is confronted, of course, by Jugglers Juggler, who tells him to reconsider using Bolton now, as today is an important day for storage. Uh, but before Juggler could take action, uh, Bolton's warping powers teleport Juggler inside the building uh, to the restroom, uh, allowing his host to escape. And while he's there, he's like, well, I'm here. I might as well pee. That was my favorite part. <laughs> Transforms <laughs> back into Hibikura, and he's like, well, I'm here. I might as might well, as well just. Yeah, he, and it looked like he was just about to go and said, hey, you know what? Yeah, I got to go. I'm yeah. here. I might as well. Yeah, I go. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than walk back in five minutes, because that's what anytime you go to the bathroom, just just to wash your hands, going to go in and just wash my hands. You walk out in four minutes, so you're like, I should have gone when I was in there. Dang it, I got to go back. Yep, um, yep, yep, yep. Yuka then discovers in the midst of another loop that Bolton's willpower ability is linked to the desires of those at targets. So Haruki reverts to just before he ate the tuna uh, due to the comment he made that eating it, he wish he could turn back in time. And right. uh, with this in mind, Haruki and Yoko head out to confront Bolton um, because she she really feels bad for uh, retiring uh, Sevenger. Sevenger. Yeah, right. So that's why, like, she can't get to King Jet. Fair, okay, yeah. fair. So and uh, then Haruki, a, yeah, I want to go. Outside. I really want to go to Winden. Starts running and shows up in front of his father. Right. Oh, that was my great. God. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Um, after he learns the value of trying to protect those within my reach. Uh, we have a touching moment like where he shakes hand, goes, kind of shake your hand, and his father's like, yeah. And they shake hands, and uh, holy moly. Excuse me, holy moly, that is, I got a little verklempt, I'm not going to lie. And father-son stuff gets me all the time. (laughs) It really does. I understand. Uh, I understand. And now you know why when Haruki's dad took so long to get the ball. It wasn't because he was being murdered off screen. It was because he was talking to adult him. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So he returns to the present as Bolton uses his abilities to levitate buildings into the air to cause chaos. Holy crap. My goodness. When they did that with the one room from the office, right, right. that was so well done. Yeah. I don't know how they did it. I don't want to know how they did it. It was don't so well done. The only thing I can think of is they had the room, right? And then they rotated. The room was rotated. Right. So all the stuff floofed around. But, but the, the problem- bolted was being rotated in, the, in a similar direction, but no, slower it was, maybe? No, it was in a, a different screen. The room you're right. You got to figure the windows. Well, the bolted was, was in the screen. No, the windows is green in, screen. I don't think it is. I think it's you're looking through the window at the the miniature is the the room, right? The window. Right. And then the window has the Bolton suit in back of it. Because there is a dude in there sticking all the whatnots out of the holes. Right, right. Uh so the suit is moving, but the the room is also being rotated on like a gimbal. Right. I'm good with that part. Here, like this. Yeah, no, I, you don't have to do that. <laughs> you don't. But the, the for those of you listening along at home, I rotated my own camera. <laughs> the difference was the stuff on the desk 
didn't fall the way you would expect it to fall if they just rotated the room. No, it kind of went up. Yeah. So, so magnetic. I don't know. That's God, why I, I, said, I don't want to know how. I want to know. I want to know how they did that. <laughs> like that's why I'd kill for behind the scenes stuff on this. Like yes, there is some it, stuff that you want to know how they did, but on the other side of it, I want to just let it be. Yeah. So that way I can enjoy it, and I don't yeah. say, "Oh, they did that." And blah, well, blah, see, blah, I like blah. to watch it first, and then I I enjoy it, and then I can appreciate it even more when I find out how they did it. I've I always gotcha. been like that. I don't want to know okay. how you do it first. You want to don't, see it first and then yeah. learn how it was done. Don't show me how the sausage is made before I eat the sausage. Right. I, Let me I enjoy the sausage. I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't want to know. That's like when I was a kid, and this is after, just after Star Wars or right before Empire, there was a television special on where they showed how they did certain. Right. And the, the thing that resonated with me at the time was they showed how they made the sound for the blaster rifles. Is they went out to a high tension tower and yep. one of the wires into the ground and the guy took a pipe wrench was like, Pew! and I was like, holy moly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It, it, they use such low technology right. to make such high technology sounds and everybody right. just went with it. Yeah. And because it was amazing. It's like they made, that's how they did. Godzilla's roar is a glove coated in resin rubbing up on the strings of a contrabass. Yes. And they somehow made that like that reverberated. Exactly. <laughs> I never knew how to get into Foley and I wish I had pursued that because that is some fantastic stuff. Yeah. Really is. Yes. I can imagine. I can so, imagine. Uh, yeah, so uh, Bolton like starts ripping buildings out of the out of the ground. It's it's insane. He's rolling through the city, and their skyscrapers just going up and down and up. It is so cool. Whole it's it's probably the most innovative city destruction we've seen in a long time. Good long time, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, he easily overpowers King Joe by the use of his energy blade. Zet arrives on the scene in his Gamma Future form and begins slowly advancing on Bolton. And uh, the four-dimensional monster's abilities make Zet's attacks vanish, but he isn't making a lot of crap. But we saw some uh, real uh, examples of his magic in this one, his phantasmagorical power. He's, like, whipping right. energy cards and, like, folding up, like, you know, he's fanning out, like, a deck of, like, energy cards and whipping yep. them at him. Yep. I was like, yeah, okay, this is now, cool. For me, that's too much on the effects. I'd rather the practical effects, but I understand they're going to put in some fun stuff just for everybody to watch. But it's he's phantasmagorical, okay. Pat. <laughs> That's the whole point. He's, it's magic. Like, so he's gotcha. using all sorts of, like, you know, I like that. I was like, why is he whipping cards at him like Gambit? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's Gambit Future. That's fine. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Bolton opens up a hole in the ground underneath Zet and traps him up to his that neck and then starts rolling over. <laughs> that was the silly. And Zach is sitting there watching it and going, this is silly, right? I'm like, yes, yes, buddy. Yeah. Just got to go with it. Just got to go with it. All right. <laughs> it was like, a, it, was a, it was a Warner Brothers cartoon. In oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It yeah. was great. 
It was fantastic. That yeah, that was amazing because he's like <laughs> he drops in the hole and he gets stuck in his neck, and I'm like, no, no way, and he just rolls over, steamroller. So it's like your big brother rolling over you and, and when you have to share a bed. And, exactly. Oh my god, it was great. <laughs> uh, so on the third roll, King Joe arrives to try to stop Bolton, but the uh, monster just warps out of the way and attempts to roll over his head a fourth time, but he manages to free himself, turning into Beta Smash. Yes, uh, yes. So he's far more suited at this point to uh, fight Bolton up close, and he starts ripping out antenna and and beating on him and, and he takes out some of the blenders and takes yeah, out yeah. <laughs> all the different bits right. those whisks those space whisks uh and uh so bolton warps on top of him trying to crush him uh zet manages to get back to his feet and impales bolton with the z lance arrow before launching the monster into the air and transforming into the alpha edge form uh, he uses the M78 style shining tornado slash to try to say that three times fast. Oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> and he seemingly destroys it for good. Uh, later that day, the storage crew finally enjoys the party with no interruptions. However, right. unbeknownst to anyone there, a strange rift has appeared in the evening sky, dun, dun, dun. heralding the arrival of an extremely strong being. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not really a spoiler of who we're going to see next. Uh, but I was like, Ooh, that's a, that's a, that's a creepy monster. We haven't seen Grisa since the Jeep movie. I think. I think, I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Cause I know we have seen it. I'm just, I don't remember where obviously with my limited memory capacity. <laughs> I honestly <laughs> thought, I honestly thought, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, that when Bulletin appeared, I thought we were going to get Zero back because I thought it was the same Bulletin that sucked him up out in outer space when they ah. were fighting the shark, giant shark monster. Yeah, I don't know. Turns out, no. Know. Turns out, no. <laughs> Different Bulletin. Um, Bulletin. These things I'm saying Bulletin like it's a Bulletin board. I don't know I why know. I keep, it doing, I keep putting an eye in it. It's an easy thing to do. Yeah. It is an easy thing to do. Uh now, the scene with Celebro uh, combining two fragments and summoning Bolton is a parody to the 2016 viral Japanese song, PPAP, Pen, Pineapple, Apple, Pen. What? Yeah. It is, if you've never seen Pen, Pineapple, Apple, Pen, I behoove you to watch it and then hate me because it is the catchiest dumb thing you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> and you'll be walking around going, why am I, why am I seeing that? I have a pen. I have a pineapple. Pineapple oh, God, pen. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's terrible. Um, it, it, it makes you nuts. Um, I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, in his, his actor apparently also acknowledges this tribute, uh, the this like the reference to it in his Twitter feed. He was like, oh, "Yeah, okay. that's totally. We totally did that as a goof towards pineapple, the pen pineapple apple pen song." Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, well, I I, I I like this episode a lot. Uh, very cool. You, like Pat? I said, You'll- it was very cool. I didn't like all of the special effects. I think they were kind of overdone. But you know what? I'll live with it. I get it. It's all right. Right. You know, I, I much rather the practical fighting and all of that stuff, but okay. 
Uh, yeah, but when I you're fighting Bolton or Bolton, damn it, Rich. Yeah, when you're fighting Bolton, his whole point is that he's like this uh, crazy fourth dimensional being yeah. that can do anything so you, with time. Yes, you can't. You can't just walk over and kick him in the metaphysical the nards. nards. Yeah, uh, I know. I know. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> I of kicking it. Speaking of nard kicking, Uh-oh. the episode of Ultraman Leo coming up. <laughs> uh. There was two kicks to the monster nards. <laughs> Holy <laughs> moly. Now, here's the question that I wanted to get to before we actually, while we're yeah. in between the two shows. Yeah. I actually wrote down the views of Zet and Leo. Because you can, on YouTube, as we're watching these, oh, yeah, you can okay. see how many times they reviewed. So, approximately how many times do you think that this episode of Zet was seen by Sunday morning when I watched it? Sunday morning? Uh, 300, I don't know, 150,000. 560,000. There you go. That's good times. Now, how many episodes of Leo do you think was seen in the past two months? Because it shows it's only two months old. Being that that is not up by official Subarea, I don't think. I don't know, three hundred, close six hundred. All right, not but yeah, yeah. So it's basically one one thousandth. Yeah, I don't blame that. <laughs> I actually don't. I don't. I don't. I I believe that uh, completely. Yes, <laughs> everybody yeah, wants that's... to see the new stuff. Nobody wants to see the stuff yeah. that's forty well, years it, old. Also, it's not that it's Leo's a little bit more obscure. <laughs> Excuse me, as opposed to Zet, which is brand new. Pimping very hard right now. I understand. Got Ultraman fans who only want to watch the old stuff. Yeah, yeah. Stop at Ultraman eighty. That's it. Really? That's it. Okay. Then there are people who want just the old stuff and the middle stuff. So they will go all the way to like, uh, like Nexus or or stuff like that. They don't like the new stuff. Then there are the new people who don't like any of the old stuff. It's, uh, it's a it's a melting pot, Patrick. That's what it I got. You. Yeah, I got you. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. There are plenty of Bolton uh, vinyl figures. Okay. Uh, or as I, I like to call it, clumps o plastic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can get away with clump o plastic, absolutely, because that's basically all it's going to look like. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it looks like a giant molecule with a hang tag. Exactly. <laughs> I remember. I remember seeing that at Outer Limits. Going, why would I buy that? Now you know. <laughs> well, just to have. I mean, if I'm going to have an Ultraman monster collection, like an insane person, uh, yeah, I would get have that. Just to yeah. have it. I understand. Sure, fine. I get it. <laughs> I get it. So yeah, we're uh, we're going to come back in a minute with. Um, why don't we do some Bolton? Let me see if it mentions any different powers in this one. I don't think it will. Um, uh, 60 meters tall, 60,000 tons. Uh, his uh, uh, that's the old one. If Bolton's feelers get broken off, he's at the mercy of whoever is fighting them and unable to use its reality warping abilities. Man, there you ah, go. Okay. Yeah. okay. So they call it four dimensional willpower. Sure. That's how he- that yeah sure and he can absorb things and trap them in a fourth dimensional prison sure why not of course exactly why not (laughs) like that's you know there you have it but yeah so we're coming up next we're going to do episode what is it 20 of uh yes episode 20 of leo 
Who would have thought? The title after the short break. Yes, and we will see you guys in a minute. And we're back with more of the Science Patrol uh, coming up now. Behold! Behold! Ultra Horror Series, The Mysterious Boy of the Little Bear. Yeah, and on mine it said Strange Little Dipper Boy. So I can get this. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you know, when I was looking at all the constellations and they were showing like, oh, this is Sagittarius. This is so mm. When you look at them, you're like, there's four stars. And then it just makes up a certain portion of the thing that they're trying to represent. Right. And there's a whole bunch of added stuff on it. Right. And you're like, really? Like, <laughs> yeah. Those specific stars in that specific grouping, and they saw a whole thing around it. Something yeah. like, all right, that that's they had to have some kind of good stuff going back then. There's a, yeah, there's better pot and no Netflix. <laughs> is basically what it came exactly. down to. I gotta but, watch the night sky. Oh, look at that. <laughs> what were you doing? How come you're so tired today? Well, I was out making pictures out of stars. Okay. <laughs> you <laughs> go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this is episode 20. We're making some ultra headway here. Um, into uh, Ultraman Leo, 8-23-1974. Uh, directed by Toro Toyama. Bunpei Ai is our screenplay and special skill director Shohei Tojo. Um, no rating on this one. Uh, which well, means maybe not. they just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> they realized, you know what? Let's not tell everybody how bad this really is. I think at this point they were like, nobody's watching. Let's do whatever we want. Whatever. I don't <laughs> yeah. care. Whatever. That was just, this episode. <laughs> what's your idea? What do you think we should do, Ted? I don't know. What about a kid who uh, comes turns from into the, a bear? <laughs> yeah, who's a little from the Little Dipper or from the from Ursa Minor? Yeah, sounds good. Um, also, his. Uh, his, we could do a bull monster, uh, and uh, his, his power can be just charging people. Yeah, I'm yeah. in. That's great. Uh, <laughs> Sounds great. All right, let's do that. <laughs> an alien boy arrives on Earth pursued by a monster. <laughs> Mac must stop it before it murders too many people and yes. kills the gentle box. A few is fine, but don't go crazy. Three or four we're good with. Let's not get over ten, please. <laughs> it's like when you go to the Chinese buffet and it's like, eat all you want or take all you want. But eat all you take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't waste murders. That's terrible. <laughs> That's too many. You've killed too many people. Yes. You were here like, for an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you scared my wife. Oh. May, may he rest in peace, Jonathan. Yes, I miss him. I miss oh, him. He was funny. But um here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, how, I distracted does, you completely. How does <laughs> Mac determine too many murders? <laughs> like, shouldn't they be like, one is too many murders? No, no, this is the 70s. A few He's people here or there, like, we're okay. We killed two or three people. It's fine. It's not a big idea. It's not so bad. It's not so bad. 
Um, That's the regular cops. We're not. We're really important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're up in there. They're up in their Devo, uh, Devo helmet, upside down Devo helmet satellite. God. That it, that has <laughs> never looked more plastic. Oh no! It looks terrible. It's it seriously it looks plasticky so looking piece of plastic that is ever plastic. Um, <laughs> exactly. They're up there and again looks out the window and he spots two incoming kaiju from Ursa Minor and they are fighting with each other. Of course. They, they are basically a shot. This is how, how low budget little, little money these guys actually had. They took two firecrackers. That were the spinny sparklers. Types. Yep, the little no, sparklers. No, no, not spinny sparklers. Types. They're the they're like bottle rockets, but they're bottle rockets that just like spin. In, yeah, in, like they have almost like a swastika pattern. So there's like a square, right? Right, right. And then there's a bottle rocket glued onto each flat piece of the square. I'm sure there's actual terms for that. Each plane of the square, and they're all going in the right direction. So they're spinning and they're shooting sparks and they're whacking against each other. And yep, they just yep. filmed it on a piece of concrete. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, those are two aliens fighting. And you're like, okay. Sure. <laughs> you know sure. what? Sure. Meanwhile, there's I can't prove you wrong that that's not <laughs> what it's going to look like. So, okay. <laughs> you know what? I've never seen one. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they, meanwhile, there's some poor kid in Nebraska who's filming stuff on a 16 millimeter camera going, you said my stuff looks cheap? Come on. Exactly. exactly. So, like, he says to he says to um, Dan, he's like, "Hey, uh, should we help that little alien? He looks like he's getting picked on. Like, no, we have to keep the Earth safe. Like, he's got to fend for himself." Yeah, those guys. Like, I don't care about those guys. Yeah, and he's like, "Okay." And so then they crash land onto Earth near Hokkaido, and Dan, in a in the rarest moment of Dan Moraboshi making a joke and levity ever in this series at least, goes, everyone move out, which is what I would say if it wasn't just the two of us. <laughs> exactly. What? And they have a hearty laugh about it, get into Mackie 2, and fly down to Earth. Now, just a weird question that just came to me. Sure. Is this why something search people always said move out because they were referencing Dan Moraboshi? Why not? Well, I don't know. I think move out is just everybody has to, like, you know, right. that's, that's a, everybody move out. You know, like that's a, right. you know, that's not something that's unique. Sally fourth would have been a bit more of a, a bit more of a, you know, a re yeah, direct a, a reference. reference. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, so <laughs> they, they go on, they split up following two signals and it starts to rain. Uh, again, take shelter in a tree clump with some bears. Uh, a little yeah. boy peeks out at him from under a, uh, Big leaf, leaf, a umbrella. leaf is what they call it. Uh, yeah, much like my neighbor Totoro, um, he asks the boy if the bear is his. The boy nods, and when asked why he's there, he points, goes to the young bear's mother's grave. Yes. And the boy and the bear run off, and the the boy tells him his name is Buck. Yes. Um, yes. That's B-O-C-K, in case you're keeping track. Of and course they are. There's a lot of footage of a kid who's probably... 10 maybe if right. that much maybe right with a bear cub on a chain yes yes that's a real not a problem at all <laughs> it's a real <laughs> i don't know what you're saying here bear cub 
who looks like you know he what does not want to be on this chain. Not only that, but when they're like playing, and I put the biggest air quotes possible around that. That bear is climbing up on top of him in what is clearly predatory behavior. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that kid looks freaking nervous. <laughs> He's like, oh, let's play, bear. Like, oh, Jesus, it's going to kill me. Like, <laughs> it's really got claws, and it's a lot heavier and a lot stronger than I am. Right. It's probably not a good place for me. No, kid, it's great. Don't worry. You've yeah. got great footage. Keep going. You're killing it. <laughs> You're killing it. You're going to get a Japanese daytime Emmy for this. Exactly. <laughs> a daytime Emmy? Jesus. <laughs> what am I doing this for? <laughs> oh, God. God, no. So Gen's alien detector begins reacting, but it dies off as the boy vanishes. Uh, Gen runs into Dan, and Dan says that Bach is a creature that lives from Ursa Minor. It's likely that uh, Dogya, a monster from Taurus, pushed, pursued Bach to Earth. Because Dogya is dangerous, Dan and uh, Gen start looking for him. Right. The right. aggressive monster leaves a trail of dead people. Uh, meanwhile, Dan and Gen go to a bear farm. Okay. Um, but you haven't been to like three or four different bear farms in the past week? I thought you the, went every other day. The only thing I can think of is space farms up in Sussex that had Goliath, that 12-foot grizzly. Well, there are animal farms that you yeah. can go to pet like semi-tamed wild animals. Yeah, there's one in Pennsylvania we visit on the way back from the um, the um, oh, uh the, the Poconos. No, there's a Poconos flea market up there, Pushka Falls. Oh. And um, there's the Pocono Snake and Animal Farm. Okay? Oh. Um, if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. And it's kind of roadside shady attraction. Um, okay. Okay. And, but they I have would like expect a bobcat and a puma and a, and a lion and a this and mm. that. And it's, people have abandoned animals that they have given to this place. Um, I got I don't you. know who's I abandoning a tiger. I don't know, but That's someone cool. did. Did, and they've got it. Yeah, and but there's deer walking around that you can feed corn or like okay. deer, 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 deer cow, corn. deer yeah. kibble. So, um, and they're great. They come up to you and you, you can pet them and whatnot. They're sweet. Um, uh, Melina, Melina was like, this is the greatest thing ever. I'm touching a deer. This is pretty awesome. <laughs> Then we had to walk through the snake room. She's like, this is terrifying. Take me home. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't blame her. The snakes? Come on. No, I don't want to pet I Look, I appreciate snakes from a distance or yeah, through I mean, glass. very good distance. Yeah. I, the only time I've ever picked up a snake was the tiny little garter snake in our parking lot that was causing one of the guys from work to freak out really? so bad. He's like, it's a snake. What is it bite you? It could be poison. I'm like, it's a garter snake dude like it they don't know be, they don't it know. be any smaller or less scary so i picked him up and if it's going through my family, I'm like all right get him into the grass you know and he's like yeah, oh my yeah. god how did you do that i'm like i'm superman like, he's, he's, yeah <laughs> yeah clearly my well. cape's at the laundry but <laughs> oh my god but yeah, so um, I assume this is a bear farm for uh, maybe to get their gallbladders, which makes me really sad now that I think about it. Um, it's bad enough that you look into that thing, and there are a lot of bears. Yes, there were a lot spot. of bears. Yes, that's yes. a lot. 
I was like, that's too many bears to be put in there. But I again, think. remember, this is 74. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, all I can think of is, I think that's too many bears. I mean, I'm not a what we call a bear expert by any means. Nope, um, nope. But yeah, there were oh. too many bears. There were too many bears. Yeah. Talk about the bare minimum. It was well uh, above that. Ooh, yes. ouch, ouch. Ouch, they didn't even look thought. like they were getting the bare necessities. Oh, oh! Now we're gonna go on every bear joke. I got nothing though. else. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um, so uh, Dan goes to talk to him, meets up with you know they find the boy and he's like Buck, it's good to see you again. He's like, oh hey seven, and like this is the first time that Dan has been friendly to anybody. <laughs> yes, yeah, because you got to figure he's he space racist. Kid. That's what he is. <laughs> That's exactly it. He's a spacist. He's a spacist. That's right. <laughs> <coughs> Damn, Dan Harboshi. Uh, I had no idea you were a spacist. That's terrible. <laughs> He's like, some of my best friends are earthlings. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, God. <laughs> so he's like, oh, yeah. Um, uh, Doggy killed the bear's mom as well as my mom. And uh, I've, I'm afraid... Um, that he's afraid that Buck's going to avenge his mother's death, so he's still chasing me. Suddenly, a bunch of villagers rush up, headed by a large man who claims that Bach is dog yet. Of course. Of That's course. a sentence I never thought I would say. Um, <laughs> the, the villagers nearly kill the child, but Dan stops them. And the, the big yes. guy's like, oh, I saw him. He turns into a monster. We got to kill him. Sure. Okay. Yeah, back in the seventies in rural Japan, apparently one big guy could get a lot of people to kill a kid. Apparently, that's <laughs> I got top notch, fellas. Uh, oh, sure, God, no. And, and oh, today, this was also the first episode that I noticed that the big dopey helmets that they're wearing, yes, have the Mac logo, like in. Embedded on the helmet, yeah, yeah, it's always like been it's there. Mold oh, yeah, I'm sure, but it's molded onto that thing. But I really want one of those big fancy Mac enamel pins that they have on their <laughs> chest. That's and it's it's way bigger than it needs to be. It's, oh, absolutely, it's, that's why you need it's, it. <laughs> it's probably four inches across. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure somebody has bootlegged it. I'm sure. I'm sure by now. I'm sure um, by now. Yeah. So. uh what happens then? Oh, so uh, the man who leads the villagers surprises him, and Bach recognizes him as Doggy. He runs away, and the guy's in pursuit, and he starts cutting down trees with like this big axe. Yeah. Um, one of the trees, figure, of course. Running, yeah, go ahead. He's running after the kid with the axe. Wonder what he's going to use the axe for, if not to chop down trees. Hmm. I bet it's to kill that kid. That's a hunch. Um. um <laughs> so one of the one of the trees, of course, kills the bear cub. Right, um, and uh, it however, he goes to kill him, kill the kid, and uh, again shoots the gun the shoots literally shoots the axe out of his hands. Exactly. Um, exactly. Now Bach cries tears over the bear, which grow into these black lilies. And Gen looks at his alien scanner, which shows that Dogya is the big guy. Well, of course. Uh, now the villagers do not believe the officers, but Dan does something with his cane, which looks like a smoke extinguisher or something. And Dogya becomes the giant bull monster. Of course. He basically becomes uh, 99 cent store Ferdinand. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> it, it, and I mean, this suit is about 
the worst suit. I know we keep saying it every week. No, it's, the, <laughs> the werewolf suit was a hundred times worse than this. <laughs> the vampire suit also was awful. Yeah. They just, they this is, see look, that they have no money for these suits. This is bargain basement, but it's not the bargain basement's basement, is what I'm saying. Okay, like, okay fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. you're at least... You're at least in the like front. This might be on a rack. It's not in a clearance bin, <laughs> you know. They're like, oh, this will work. So, yeah, you know, it's at least this is at least this looks like it has some construction to it. It's not a black yes. leotard with furry fur arms on it and a Don Post mask. <laughs> like, <sighs> so God no. Again, of course, transforms into Leo and the two battle, um, and they start. And it's funny because the 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 bull monster, of course. His only real attack at this point is to bend at the waist and then and <laughs> charge into him. Yes. <laughs> and again, it's delightfully stupid. It really is. It is so stupid. But they sped up the battle between mm-hmm. Ken and the mm-hmm. monster. Yeah. And again, and the force perspective was not good. I think I think parts of it were nice where you saw, I mean, where there was a lot of trees and whatnot, it worked for me, but um, I think that's part of the problem with the show having the budget of the show that it has is that they can't make buildings, and or at least not really a lot of buildings. Anything. Oh, there's no reshoots. <laughs> like whatever footage we've got, we'll make it into a show. It's fine. Um, <laughs> in fact, they used in, in parts of Ultraman Leo. I understand they used a lot of uh, like destruction footage from. Um, Oh shoot! Uh, Jumborg Ace. Public apparently. domain stuff. No, just previous Subaraya shows. Ah, I got Where you. We're gonna find public do- public domain Tokusatsu building destruction. Well, <laughs> like you can find a bunch of guys in their building destruction. Okay, yeah, but no, they didn't use real buildings or, or footage of real buildings, but they used stuff from other shows that they had previously shot, I and they you. just okay. insert it like they did with the Godzilla movies in the seventies. There's plenty of. I got you. There's uh, Godzilla versus Megalon, for example. Anytime you see Megalon firing the lightning beam out of his head and then it hits buildings, those buildings are from Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster. Ah. And it's his gravity beams look this strikingly similar. I don't know how, but uh, <laughs> it's just a smart Fair guy enough. going, I know how we can make this work with no money. You know, <laughs> that's all. It was just money saving. It's, it's to save what you can. Um, yeah, hey, yeah. we got a suit out of this. Um, at, least, at least there's a suit. <laughs> so um, Bach pulls the lilies and then like overhand awesome. chucks them, right? And then they grow. Somehow. Magic. Science, of course. <laughs> um, and they grow and they just jam. Oh, because um, the monster somehow Dorky was able to Leia. blind Leia. Right. Right. And he's like, oh, I can't. Ah, what am I? You know, it's funny. They kept the lights on in his eyes. You'd have thought they would have turned them off. Um, uh, it's not great. The thought. I don't know. Um, I know. I know. So Can't reshoot, he, remember. Right, exactly. So Bach throws these lilies. They grow into like giant javelins, hitting dog in the eyes. Um, then we get some little comic uh, relief of them walking past each other. Yes, which was and great. My favorite is the two of them backing up at each other, like "Ooh!" And then there's the <laughs> then there's just judo, lots of judo, um, until finally, um, Leo somehow. 
Oh, that, like right when Leia transforms, he just walks up to Dog and kicks him twice in the Johnson. Yep. <laughs> just, yep. Foof. And Monster's like, oh, dude, come on. And not just that, he cut his legs off. Oh, yes. That's the final move. He he knocks him out, and then somehow Doggy stands back up because the lilies are spinning. So I assume that the helicopter, like, motion of the leaves lifted right. his almost corpse, maybe corpse. And then Leo, like, whips these two uh, little mini saw blades and cuts his legs off at the drumstick area. Yep. <laughs> like two Absolutely. giant ham hogs. Oh. And then, then the, the stumpy part of his body falls down. Falls right and, down. Yeah, and apparently his explosion, his explosion trigger is the taint because that hits the <laughs> ground and and boom. <laughs> what? Science, science. What? That's all we got is science. <laughs> Just like, oh my god. Yeah, so the Exploding Taints was a uh, great band. I've, I've been missing. <laughs> oh my god! god so no. yeah, then so we we epilogue up the episode with Gen and Dan talking to Bach, and he's like, "No, I'm going to go home." Yeah, I've got too many bad memories of this planet. I'm going back to Ursa Minor. Yeah. Okay, I guess. And then he then he imitates Gen turning into Leo. And then he does some other thing and just <laughs> yep. watches off into the sky. And uh, it is the least convincing miniature that I think we've seen to date. It's uh, just like, it's it awful. looks like one of those, like those handmade dolls you buy at a craft fair. Yep. And they just hooked up a little smoke bomb to it. And like, <laughs> <and just laughs> yep. Uh, I was yep. like, wow, that is, that That's is, as cheap as we can get. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, does it have to have a smoke bomb on it? Couldn't he just fly? And they're like, come on, we've got like an extra 12 yen to buy a <laughs> 120 yen to buy a smoke, a smoke bomb. bomb. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we've got that. Somebody uh, to pass a hat. Pass a hat. Somebody can get that. Oh god. Oh. No. But you know what? It's the least as not t- terrific as these episodes are. At least they're entertaining because the uh, early ones were, were not entertaining. That's no, no, fine. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So let's do a monster minute on Dogya. Go ahead. 60 meters tall, 30,000 tons. He is from the Taurus constellation. He has no affiliation uh, and his only appearance is in this show. Not um, surprised. No, nor am I. Uh, let's see if they do some uh, trivia. Anything important? Um, Ken Ohame is the human form actor. So oh, okay. You to know that. Um, and let's see. Uh, he can travel through galaxies as a fireball <coughs> cracker. Um, he's super <laughs> strong. He has an axe in human form. And literally, that's the only thing they say. <laughs> that's great. Because there's wow. nothing else you can really say. I mean, they don't even awful. mention that he charges people. Like, at least give us <laughs> that. And here's another. Monster Minute for Bach. Uh, he's 140 centimeters, 28 kilograms from Ursa Minor. Um, let's see. Also, only appearance. Why don't we get Bach back? Bring back Bach. <sighs> yeah. That's what that's you know what? That's next year's campaign slogan for Ultraman is bring back Bach. 
Oh We're going to see God. if we can make that happen. Let's do something <laughs> ludicrous this time. Bring back Bach. Um, yeah, that'll work. Yeah. I, why wow. not? It, it, it can't hurt. Um, uh, his given name is short for Koru Pak Guru, a race of small people in folklore of the Ainu people in northern Japanese islands. Okay, um, sure. Bach was the first alien to have been disguised as a human but never revealed his true appearance. Ah, I see. Yeah. Okay. He also can travel through galaxies as a fireball, <coughs> firecracker. Um, <laughs> his tears can be the cause of black flowers to grow. They can be thrown as a spear later. Of course. And uh, he can fly with jets in his feet, apparently. <laughs> Obviously. Sure. <laughs> sure. Oh, God, no. right. I think that's it. I got nothing else. Um, yeah, can't be much else. Yeah, no, I think that I think uh, we should have another copy of the Ultraman comic uh, in, soon, so that okay. we can talk about that for a minute. And then by then it should be issue two, so we'll we'll cover the first two issues. Sounds um, good. Sounds good. And I think that's it, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to the Science Patrol. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. Um, uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, all our contact information is in the credits. And uh, I think that's it. Right? You oh. got any any new business? I don't think so. I, other All than right. the, the uh, wait, 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 I'm gonna, I got one for you. Oh, take it back. Sorry. You saw that Chayo tried to sue oh, for yeah! some of the rights of Ultraman, and the the judge said, "No, no, no. Not only do you not get any new rights, Ultraman <laughs> actually now owns the rights for the god awful movie that you did make." <laughs> so they don't have that. They don't show Morgase and Giant anymore, which I understand is. Terrible film, which I'm looking for, um, so that we can watch that for uh, Festival of Merriment or something. At oh, some point. god, no, no, we have to. Um, <laughs> no, we don't really don't. <laughs> people expect us to suffer, Pat, and it's just not uh, enough yeah, to do yeah. it on Leia. Um, <laughs> they're just in one episode a week, these guys aren't suffering nearly as much as they should. <laughs> um, oh, also, I'm starting, uh, we're gonna start a uh, people have asked if we're gonna do like a Patreon or something like that. I'm thinking of doing. Um, there's this, there's a platform called Coffee. It's K O F I, um, and I'm thinking of doing a. Um, it's the same thing as Patreon, kind of. You have okay. different tiers, and people can. But I think I'm going to just start with one tier. It's called the Hoshino level, and it's going to be a small. It's going to be a small monthly donation that you can have your name uh, added to the credits on the podcast, and we're going to read our supporters out. Give okay. you an on-air shout out um, that you know this episode, of course, is made possible by the following people. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So I think I think that's it. Now, yeah, now, that's that you, it. now that you brought that thing up, oh, you know what's great? Apparently, Chayo shot an entire series. This is a rumor called really? Ultraman. Ultraman Millennium. Okay, and if I'm not mistaken, it starred uh, Hong Kong box office heartthrob Ekin Chang as the lead guy, but they oh. shelved it because of the the lawsuit stuff. Right, right, right. Because the judges already said, like, no, you can distribute these six, but you can't make your own stuff. I think it would be hysterical if the uh, Super A was now like, yeah, we own this too now, and we're putting it out for free. Well, no, that's what Double the judge fingers. said is that Super Ray now owns all of the Ultraman that Chayo did have, no matter what it is. It'd be neat if they did. That would be great. 
That's oh, what he said, man. though. They may not yeah. put it out, but I mean, that's what the judge said. Is now yeah. Subaru now owns all of it. Too bad. I think Subaru should just be like, let it die. Who cares? It's not good. <laughs> it's I, as much as I would love to see what they did for and as like bad as twenty. Be. Oh yeah, like a twenty-five <laughs> episode arc of super cheaply made Thai Ultraman. Um, yep. I don't need to see it. I. <laughs> I mean, a little bit of me needs to see it. <laughs> like, I understand. There's a little bit. party where you're like, oh, yeah, I really do need to see that. That would be great. Um, mm. But yeah, so uh, I, know. I think I that's know. about it. Oh, they dropped the um, the uh, beta capsule finally. The new beta capsule is out as a collectible. It's like $300. Oh, no, that we can't do. That yeah, we no. can't do. Sorry. I think it's like machined aluminum. and it's. I'm sure it's fantastic. Beautiful. It's absolutely $300. Can't do it. Sorry. New. And uh, we will, we will uh, be reviewing or I will be reviewing um, the Mill Creek Ultraman Ginga box set as soon as it arrives, whenever the hell that is. Exactly. Um, That's uh, yeah. So if you didn't get, if you've bought the Ultraman Ginga box set, by the way, guys, and you did not get your booklet and movie spree code, which apparently the first run did not include that little manufacturing. Ah manufacturing mistake glitch it um, happens yeah you need to contact mill creek and let them know they'll tell you what you have to fill out and they will email you the movie spree code and they will mail you a physical copy of the booklet oh there you go that's yeah, all right the, mill creek has the best customer service you have said of that. almost any company i've ever dealt with when i've had to deal with customer service that's Just, great. like that's great. smooth as a baby's butt Nice, nice. You know what? I think we should retire that scene. That's not a saying in 2020 that anyone should be using. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. We're officially putting that to rest. That's a possibility. Yeah. That's a possibility. All right, guys. So on behalf of the Science Patrol, my name is Rich Conroy. I'm Pat Rooney. Bring back Bach and Sally Forth. Take care, everybody. Bring back Bach. Hashtag Bring Back Bach. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post-production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast.